Hey everyone, thanks for joining me. I have a few minutes that I'm able to come on today. I wasn't planning on it, but given the circumstances of what's going on, I'm glad I have these minutes to um, share with you what's been happening. If you recall the last show I did, we were talking about the two houses and the activity that's happening there. Well, I have not had time to remote view. If you recall, I won't have time until Friday to be able to do this. But what happened was I was contacted by people who went there to do the initial investigation. Now, these people, first of all, they do not belong to the group that I belong to. So I was contacted by them and they need help. Okay, that's the bottom line. The thing that's happening there, these guys are not new at doing this. They have been confronted by some things that uh, I would not want to be confronted with while doing an investigation. And so they are pretty well seasoned and very knowledgeable. So for them to to admit or to not admit, but to come and seek help tells me a lot. So from what I was told and what I gathered is that whatever is happening here, first of all, is, in my opinion, it's a diabolical haunting. What happened was some of the highlights that I was told, first of all, they weren't able to use some of their devices. Reason being is because the things would just lose charge. They were not able to keep some of the things charged. Even flashlights would start going dim in the middle of everything, even though they just put new batteries and had some spares along with them because we know that this type of thing can happen. So they were pretty well prepared. So the most intense things that stand out to me of what they were confronted with is that not only the chairs were moved around in other places, but these things, these items chairs, not necessarily the dining room chairs, but there were some smaller chairs like accent chairs in this house, in house number one. And as they went along into some of the other rooms to go and see and to do their investigation, these chairs would actually move. For example, now this gets very... Um, I, I'm just going to go ahead and say this gets very disturbing. So they're in, for example, the living room. They walk into bedroom number one. They are looking around and the closet door is open. And in the closet is one of the accent chairs that was just in the living room. Now, even if someone was in the house messing with them, and moving objects, there is no way that that chair could move into the closet 
without everyone seeing. The house is not big. It's small. There's only one way into that bedroom and into that closet. And yet, the chair was right there in the open closet. They went back to look, which doesn't take but a couple of steps, and the chair was no longer in the living room where it had been, just like seconds ago. So these are the types of things that are happening pretty much right in front of them, but they don't see the actual movement. The stuff is just there. Then the other things they described were they could feel a presence, like there was someone in there. You can feel that presence so strong. You're waiting for someone to come out from behind a doorway and say, boo, or say, what are you guys doing here? That's how strong this presence was. And one of them said he was thinking that whatever this presence was, was just going to manifest at any moment. They felt movement and things would move as if there was a breeze. It was told to me that they felt as if someone was running past them at one point and the curtains actually fluttered with that breeze. There was nothing open. There was no breeze, no fan, no anything coming from any source to make those curtains move the way they did. They heard laughter like a child's laughter that then became dark, like a menacing type of laughter, dark and low. It started off being like a child and then ended up dark and like a low, almost growling type of laughter. These are the type of things that they encountered within just minutes of being in that house. This is house number one. One of them also described the feeling of being in there. They must have been in there for 15 minutes. And he states, I felt like there was some sort of vibration in the center of my body. Because I believe he was feeling that negative energy, whatever is in there. But it gets worse. It gets worse, guys. So they're going through all of this and they're hearing bangs. All of a sudden, it'll sound like something just a loud bang, like something just falls onto the floor that's very heavy. But there's nothing there. There's nothing they can see anywhere. As well as it happened like up in what would be like an attic area. Loud noises like like one big bang and so with, uh, with all of this with all of this going on their flashlights flickering they can't get a good view of anything so then they decided that okay we've we've seen uh, pretty much here and so we're going to go into the next house the house next door So they leave out of there. They had one camera that seemed to be able to keep the charge, like a video that they left in house number one. 
They left it on top of the kitchen table where you can't see the entire place, but you can see a lot of it. Being that it's a small house, you could see quite a bit. Like if somebody was going to come through or something going to come through the front door, you could see it. If something was going to go out uh, into the hallway, whatever, you could see it. You couldn't go and see in the bedrooms themselves, but you can see a lot from where they left this video camera. So they go into the, the next house. And what they found in the next house, and remember, it's right next door. It takes them like, what, 30 seconds to walk there. They found their video camera. Yes, the one that they had just left on the table in house number one, it was sitting on the table in house number two. Now, it, it, that's not it. That's not it. There's more. Not only was the video camera there, but certain items of furniture were also there. There was a table, like an accent table, that was by the front door of house number one that was now in house number two. Think about this. Then they said they heard like somebody was in the bathroom. They definitely heard someone in there. And they figured, okay, well, somebody's in there. Not everyone has left the house. So they're walking towards the bathroom and they're saying, we're here, um... Don't be alarmed. We're here. We're so-and-so and so-and-so to do the investigation. And they said that there was no light on in the bathroom. And the door was ajar. So he was like, hello? And he starts moving the door open slowly. And he said, it was like something flew past him. And it, ooh, I'm getting goosebumps. And it made his hair stand up on end. He said, I'm telling you, something rushed by me, created a little bit of a breeze. And it just, he said, it chilled me all the way down to my bones. So much that they were like, okay, you know what? We got to get out of here. There's something really, really going on here. And obviously, they do not feel like this is good. This is something that should not be taken lightly. And so they made the decision to just get out of there. And when they made that decision, because these people have been confronted by many, many different things some of which are, were actually demonic. These people have been through quite a bit. And so for them to just say, okay, we're not feeling it, we're getting out of here, that is big. And then for them to actually contact me was another one that was very big. Number one, I am not by any means like, 
the leading authority on this type of thing. I know many people, and I know people who are much more experienced in these type of things than I am, and much more knowledgeable. So I was, um, whatever that word is I'm looking for, I was kind of like, wow, this is, um, this is really something. And I actually thanked them for contacting me about this because I really didn't have to. I was like, um, I, that's why I told him. I said, thanks for contacting me and I'm going to do everything that I can to help out. And I know, you know, I know some people, we can all get together and see what's, what can be done about this. But it seems to me, and we had a discussion about this because it's like, all right, we're talking about two houses. They're next door. How are these things going from house to house like that? How is this able to happen? The, the video camera. How was that able to happen? And I mean, to, to be able to move physical objects, like tables. How? It's almost like the only thing that I could... Um, say was, you know, it's almost like there's some sort of a tunnel, like a vortex that sucks these things up and places them in another area. But why, why there? What is the connection here between these two? Of course, there's a connection. Of course, there is. We know this. But how, why, and what? This is really, I mean, I've never been confronted with anything like this, and neither have they, not to this extent. This is just like, for lack of a better word, if I'm going to use the words of uh, one of my sisters, you know, this, this shit's crazy. So what we have to do is find the common denominator. And we know there is one. So I'm actually going to have to go and do an in-depth interview with both of them. House number one, house number two, the residents of both of those houses, an in-depth interview. Because there is some sort of connection there. Of course. I mean, it's like screaming at us. Yes, there's a connection. What caused it? This is almost too much. It's almost too much. So that is where we are at with this. I just wanted to come on and share this with you guys because... It's absolutely, uh, I mean, I'm, I'm at a loss for words. It's, it's pretty unsettling. It's uh, perplexing. It's mysterious. And I'm telling you, I am not going to put my physical self in any one of those houses. So that's why I'm going to um, view it remotely. As soon as I can, which will be on Friday. 
Otherwise, if anything else happens, I will try to come back before that. As of right now, everything as far as um, physical investigations are being put on hold because they feel, the people who went in there, they feel that it's too dangerous for to do that type of thing right now. And of course, people live in there. And you're like, well, what about the people who live in there? Aren't they in danger? Well, maybe they are. Maybe they aren't. I really can't say. But what I'm going to tell you is that being a person who goes in there to investigate, see, they are actually in more of a dangerous predicament than the the people who are living there right now because they've been there. They've been there. They've been going through things. But when you go in there and these entities are aware of you being in there and why you are there, well, you are the one who is in more danger. So as of right now, especially for some groups who maybe haven't dealt with this type of thing before, it can be, it can be very uh, detrimental to their health. Not only physically, okay, but mentally. There's a mental aspect to this as well. These things are, um, there, there are many different ways that you can be harmed. So with that, I'm going to, um, I'm just going to keep monitoring this. I will do my walkthrough on Friday, my remote walkthrough, and I will um, get back to you. It, it might be Sunday before I'm able to get back about all this. All right. So yeah, it's really, really something. And I know that there are plenty of people who have encountered this, maybe not this type of situation, but things that are very uh, paranormally intense. I just make up a new word. But um, as far as myself and obviously the investigators they have never been through what they went through this time so i'll be back as soon as i can with an update as well as we're coming up on the 22nd and we're going to do a little bit of discussion about that and the the occultic symbolism in the murder of President Kennedy, as well as you may have heard now that that concert, the Travis Scott concert, that now more people are coming out and saying that it was a ritual and and these type of things. Well, yeah, it was just kind of screaming at everyone that that's what it was, that that's what happened. When you have seen these type of things, you can't unsee them. And so without even doing any research, you kind of all automatically realize 
what it was, even though there's more to it than just that. There's more than just, oh, it was a ritual for this and that. No, there's a lot more to it because it's almost like um, killing two or three birds with one stone. So when these type of things happen, there's more than just one reason. And I was trying to think of the word for it, for the ritual, for some of the things that these um, celebrities have to go through. It's a humiliation ritual. That's what it is. You can read about that if you're interested. Um, I don't know if, um, in a way, maybe it would be a type of humiliation ritual because you know, he's going to give the money back and now he's not going to play at this venue or this concert and so on. So it may be more of a uh, financial type of thing with a little bit of uh, humiliation thrown in there. I remember a long time ago, there was this, I don't know what it was, the VMAs or whatever it was. And um, it was... I think it was Taylor Swift who won an award. See, I don't watch these shows because they're all just so bogus and stupid. And it's always the same friggin' people. But anyways, I believe it was Taylor Swift who won the award. And Kanye West went up there and butted in on the stage and said something about somebody else should have won the award. I think think it was Beyonce who he he said should have won the award and this and that. And so that, you you can look at that on YouTube. Just go back to that thing and look at it. See, because that was a humiliation ritual where Taylor Swift had to be humiliated. And the reason for that is because that's just part of like, being let into the the group or the club. You know, like uh, when you're from East LA and places like that, you get jumped in, you know, to the gang. They're going to jump you in. Well, that was kind of like her getting jumped in. There are certain things that you have to put up with. And that is one of them, the humiliation ritual. There are many more, but just saying, you know, just a little... Just a little tidbit of um, trivia, I guess. But you can look into it and just watch that thing. And I remember when it happened because it was the big talk. Everybody was talking about it. And uh, like I said, I don't watch those type of shows, but I saw the little clip of it. And it was just like, oh, okay. So now now she's probably going to turn into kind of like a bad girl, you know, because that's what happens. They start out being like all G. George and then they turn into bad girls. So anyhow, that's just um, part of it. But anyways, I will definitely let you guys know and keep you updated on this story. All right. So I'll be talking to you soon. Ciao.